0: The fruit of the spirit. This is going to be part two. I will just build up a little bit on what I shared last week. I'll repeat a few things I said and then build up a little bit on it and trust God to be able to do justice to the subject of love tonight. Again, please let's go to Galatians chapter 5. Verses 22 and 23, Galatians 5, 22, 23, and I'd like to have it in the Amplified Classic version. I have my KJV here, I'd like to have Amplified Classic on the screen. God bless you. Galatians 5, 22, 23. It's "But the fruit of the Spirit, and I'd like you to notice that the word fruit is singular. Not fruits, it is fruit, as opposed to the gifts of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is one, but it has nine forms, nine expressions. The gifts of the Spirit are nine. So when the fruit or gift, they are still nine. Glory be to God. And only God knows why he put it that way. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. So love must be, must be the primary one. That's why it was mentioned first. It is not a coincidence. You remember also, in the groupings of the uh, gifts of the spirit, the most important is always the one mentioned first. We have the three of them that say something, the three of them that do something, the three of them that reveal something. Of the three that say something, we have the gift of prophecy. We have we diverse have kind of tongues, and then we have interpretation of tongues. Of the gift of prophecy, prophecy is the most important. Of the three we of them that do something, something. we have the gift of special faith, faith, we have we the have working of miracles, and then we have, we have the, the, gift the gift of healings. The, the gift, gift of special of faith, faith is, is the most important. important. And of the three of them that reveal something, we have the word of wisdom, the word of, wisdom, the word of knowledge, and the signing of spirits. The most important of them is the word of wisdom. The Holy Spirit in his wisdom has arranged it that way. So, why did they mention love first of the fruit of the Spirit? It is because this is the very nature of God. Love is the greatest of all. Love is the most important of all. You will find that the Bible says that God is faithful. Deuteronomy 7 9. Uh, so many other scriptures allude to the fact that God is faithful. 1 Corinthians 10 13, 1 Corinthians 1 9. Uh, 2 Thessalonians 3.3 Other scriptures say that God is faithful That is God is full of faith God has faith But you will never find a scripture That says that God has love Rather It says God is love Also You will not find a scripture that says God is faith Or God is power You will see that God is a God of power Or God is powerful Like Revelation 19.6 says that Hallelujah the Lord God omnipotent Reigning omnipotent means he has all the power But but the Bible never calls God power. But in the case of love, it actually describes God as love. It says God is love. It doesn't say God has love. So back to Galatians 5.22 But the fruit of the spirit is love. Then it goes further to say joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness faith, actually faithfulness meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. Can we have that in the Amplified Classic? I read further last week, and I, I read to the point of saying, if we live in the Spirit, let's also walk in the Spirit. I don't want to go there tonight. So if you were not here last week, get the message of last week, and see what I said about living in the Spirit and walking in the Spirit. There are two different experiences. If you are born again, you are alive in the Spirit already. But walking in the Spirit comes as a result of your choice. The choices you make every day, whether you want to obey the Spirit of God or you want to obey the promptings of your flesh. When you are making a decision whether you want to forgive someone that hurt you or to hold on to the hurt. That is making a decision whether you want to walk in the Spirit or not. But if you are born again, you are already alive in the Spirit. Something happened to your your spirit man. It became recreated after God. So you, you, you are alive to the things of God. You are now aware of the realm of the Spirit. But... You can choose to go ahead and fornicate. You can choose to go ahead and tell a lie. You can choose to go ahead and get involved in a fight. You can choose to go ahead and steal somebody's money. What doesn't belong to you? You can go ahead and lie and do all kind of things that other people do. That is making a choice to walk in the flesh. Even though you are alive in the spirit and you know that what you're about to do is wrong. Are you with me tonight? Are you with me tonight? Alright. Let's quickly look at this Amplified Classic. It's about the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Now, look look at the definition. The work which his presence within accomplishes. Notice, it says his presence within. Now, there is the presence of the Holy Spirit within us as a believer or as believers. Then there is also the presence of the Holy Spirit upon us. There are two separate experiences. At the new birth. When you gave your life to Christ, the Holy Ghost came into your spirit. That's the presence within. And on that day, he gave you the fruit of the spirit. The one fruit with nine forms, he gave all of them to you. The day you accepted Christ. The Holy Ghost didn't come into you empty-handed. He came with the fruit. This is the work that his presence within accomplishes. Why does he give us the fruit? To develop character in us, to develop Christ-like character in us, there is no way you'll have these nine forms, these nine expressions, and you will not be like Christ. I will show you one or two examples tonight. All right, the work which is present within accomplishes is love, joy, that's gladness, peace, patience, and even temper, forbearance, kindness goodness, or benevolence, faithfulness, you see it's not faith now, it's actually faithfulness, gentleness, which is also meekness, or humility, self-control, and many people don't have self-control, you know, it's the fruit of the spirit, and those who have it, are you cultivating it? Self-control, which is also known as self-restraint, or continence, Against such things, there is no law that can bring a charge. It's impossible for you to walk in self-control. And a law brings a charge against you. There is no, it's not possible that you walk in love and then there is a charge against you. It's not possible that you walk in in long-suffering. For example, forbearance. When you forbear with other people. Now, what does it mean to forbear? Simply means to suffer long with someone. Simply means to tolerate someone. And you know, not many of us can be tolerant. In fact, somebody used to tell me back in the day that there is a limit to human endurance. There's a limit to human endurance. Can you forbear? Somebody has offended you ten times. Can you forgive them ten times? Can you continue to accommodate them? Maybe you have a roommate in school, in the unit That's always very nasty. They always use your, your stove or your cooker. And they use it, they don't clean it. And you tell them, I don't use my things this way. You have to please clean it. after. I'm not saying don't use but after using it, clean it up. They will use it again and mess it up. How long can you forbear? Forbearance. Long suffering. Can you suffer for long and still maintain your joy? Can you do without having cash for three months and still maintain your joy and still come to church and still worship God? Or you rather stay back at home and go under your duvet and cry and and, and almost curse everybody. How long can you suffer? It's part of the fruit of the spirit. Some people can't be hungry for one day. No. If they get hungry for several hours, maybe six hours, they'll go and steal. They will steal something. Say, I I can't die like this. Or rather go and beg. Or go and do something. Something nasty. Go and sin. Just so that they can put food on the table. Long-suffering is part of the fruit of the Spirit. Why is it called fruit? It is called fruit because it has to be cultivated. That's why they are different from gifts. For the gifts, there's nothing you do. It is the Holy Ghost, according to 1 Corinthians 12, that distributes severally to every man as he wills. If he chooses, he can give you word of wisdom for the moment. He can give you word of knowledge for the moment. It can give you the gift of healings for a situation. When Paul said, covert earnestly the best gift, what is the best gift? You can't tell me it is the gift of healings or working of miracles or the gift of prophecy. The best gift is the one you need now, and it is the Holy Ghost. That's why it's called gifts. It is the Holy Ghost that gives you to accomplish kingdom task at hand at that moment. Amen. But for fruit. He doesn't do that. The day you gave your life to Christ, he moved in with the fruit and placed them in you, in your spirit man. But then, it is your job, it is my job, to cultivate each of them. You can have them in seed form, you can have them potentially in your spirit. If you don't cultivate them, they will not mature to the point that people can actually see the fruit in your life. You know, sometimes some people behave in certain ways, and you say, "Ah, ah," this person is born again, but they have no fruit of the spirit. It is not that they don't have the fruit of the spirit, but they have failed to cultivate the fruit of the spirit. When you get on the street and you are fighting with the bus conductor over five naira change, and I mean, we are exchanging punches and fighting dirty, or exchanging nasty words. You know, unbelievers are walking by and they say, "Ah, but that person is a pastor." What are they saying? They expect better from you. They expect more from you. Now, someone might say, ah, a believer might say, ah, that person doesn't have fruit of the spirit. But no, that is wrong. Every believer has the fruit of the spirit. Romans five five says, the hope that maketh not ashamed, he said, for the uh, love of God has been shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost. It has been shed abroad. In fact, I like the Amplified Classic. Give that to me, please. Quickly. It was part of what I said last week, and I'm going to move very quickly now. Amplified Classic. Such hope never disappoints or deludes or shames us. For God's love has been poured out. What do you pour? Liquid. It's like water. Liquid love has been poured out in our hearts. When we say heart, not the one pumping blood. Your spirit man. The love of God has been poured out into your spirit man through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So, ladies and gentlemen, it is your duty, it is my duty, beloved brethren, it is your duty, it is my duty to cultivate the fruit of the spirit. To cultivate it to the point that it begins to yield, that people begin to see it in our character. Two years ago, when you were not born again, certain things people would say to you, you would break a bottle on them. Two years down the line, they say the same thing, and you smile, and and you walk away. And they say, my God, what happened to this lady? You couldn't say half of that before. She would pour pepper on you. Now, we said double of that now, and she just smiled and walked away. That's not the anointing. Amen? That is not the anointing. That is the fruit of the spirit. Character is very important. Character is different from the anointing. The reason we need to develop character, Christian character, is because your gifts, or better still, the anointing, can take you to a place where your character cannot keep you. And that will be tragic. If your, your gifting, gifting takes you to a high position, and everybody already has a high opinion of you, but all of a sudden they just begin to discover your character, your real character. You know, your character is you. What? Don't don't go near her. Home. When she's on the pulpit like this, and she's preaching, and there's fire all over the place. People will follow that the anointing. That's the anointing. <laughs> But when we begin to relate to you, do we really want to relate to you? Are you a person that people like to relate to? Are you personable? That's why I see some Christians, in their place of work, nobody ever follows them to their church because they, know they don't forgive. You can't go near her. You can't make a mistake around her. Everybody makes mistakes. No, she's the only Mrs. Righteous, righteousness, righteously righteous. And you cannot make a mistake around her. No, no, no. She does not forgive now people don't relate to you by the anointing they relate to you by character it doesn't take anointing to say hello good morning do you require the anointing to say that that's character if care is not taken your gift can take you to a place where interestingly your character might not be able to keep you that's why the holy ghost has come into you before you get to that place to help you, you know, is our standby, is our strengthener, is building strength in us. Strength of character, building integrity, building us up so that by the time we get to that place that God has for us, we will not crash. Character is key. Your gift can take you there, but many, many times the gift might not be able to keep you there. You will need character to keep you there. You remember in Genesis when the king sent for Joseph. Joseph was in the prison and they brought a message that Pharaoh has sent for you. Now, for someone who had been in prison for a long time, maybe about 13 years, some Bible scholars have said, the next thing is to rush out and say, ah, thank God, finally I'm free. But not Joseph. You know what Joseph did? The Bible says, when they sent for him, he shaved himself. He told the guy, please hold on a minute. He shaved himself. His beard was already overgrown. He had been in prison for a long time. He shaved himself. That was the process. He shaved himself, and the Bible says, number two, he changed his clothes. The Amplified uh, Bible says, and made himself presentable before appearing in the presence of the king you know why the king had of his gifts it was his gift the king had of the king never knew his character had never met him he only heard of his gift oh that guy there's a hebrew boy in prison there is no dream you have that he won't tell you and give you the interpretation somebody recommended joseph to the king But he did not appear before the king as a prisoner. He was still a prisoner. But he said, look, I don't go into the presence of the king as a prisoner. This is my character. Even though I'm in prison, I am not a prisoner. So I'm not going to accept this status. I need to make myself presentable like the real person that I am. So when he appeared before Pharaoh, eventually, Pharaoh didn't chase him out. Because they are taking care of his character. It was the gifts the king had, but when he saw him, he saw character. That's why I said to young people, you don't have a second chance to make a first impression. Why do I say, no, I don't want dreadlocks? For example, those of you that are leaders in the church, you are a worker in the church, comb your hair. You know, dreadlock is the end thing. What, what, what contract has dreadlock brought into your life? I, I might be telling you this as your pastor. There are people that will tell you, "Oh, you look nice," but they are deceiving you. There are doors that will be shut against you, and you will not even be aware that it was shut against you because of your appearance. They say, "No, we can't have that guy on board." No, sorry. Look at the way. Look at look at his appearance. Show me any president of any nation. We don't come to him. It's about who you want to be. Maybe it's about pop stars. Yeah, many of them with torn jeans. You know, they call it crazy or ripped. I mean, I saw somebody yesterday and I I shook my head. (laughs) I said, Lord, I thank you. You already delivered me from wearing pants that have holes. I'm not going back there. Now, you might call it fashion, but I don't know what is fashionable about that. They put a picture on social media some time ago, a beautiful lady with those kind of clothes and a mad person. And they put them side by side. Look, there are people that would not give you the opportunity to speak. When they meet you, they assess you in two minutes. Assessment. And that can make a difference in your life. That can make a difference whether you get the job or not. There are people that go for job interviews, and they don't get to interview them. Yet, they choose the one they want. I had a story of uh, two guys who went to a particular place, and deliberately... They left the environment, the, the employers left the environment the, the way they wanted it to be. I mean, the lights were on, the taps were running, fans were blowing, everything was happening. And the first guy came in and sat down. He sat down for several hours. When the other guy came in, he heard that tap was flowing somewhere. Traced the place. Oh, this is water wasting away. He closed the tap. And then saw an empty hall. And there is light all over the place. These guys are wasting energy. Turned up the lights. In no time, ah, nobody's sitting over there. The fan is blowing. Turned off the fan. And kept the place in order like it should be. No oral interview. After a while, the secretary came out and said, oh, young men, gentlemen, sorry, we've been in a board meeting all day. Um, We'll not be able to interview you, but we'll get back to you. They already picked the one they were going to hire. And guess who they would hire? The one who came and sat down and didn't care about whatever, whatever was going on around him. No said, so this one, we can't trust him with our finances. If we are going down as a company, he won't do anything about it. But this one came and thought, look, this is wastage. Let's stop it. This is excess. Let's stop it. This is wastage. Let's stop it. And they hired him without an oral interview. Before they called them for interview, they had seen their CVs. Both of them had impressive CVs. That's like your gifts, But your character is actually who you are. Oh, anybody can be attracted to you if you sing a special number and you sing it well. <disturbs> oh, yeah, praise God. The man. And the anointing was just flowing. People were just falling over the anointing. But then they come close. And in five minutes. You they you the mad. I say okay, all right. (laughs) Some will just back up from there because now they see character, they see character. Why has the Holy Spirit decided to give us the fruit of the Spirit to help us develop character? Amen. Amen. The most important, the very first of them, is love. Both the fruit and the gift of the Holy Spirit are from the same Spirit, from the same Holy Spirit. God's own love is shed abroad in our hearts. When we receive Jesus as Savior and Lord, that's why love is the foundation. Listen to this. Love is the foundation of each of the fruits and gifts of the Spirit. And the basis for every operation of the Holy Spirit. Love. Love. For everything God does, the motive of God is always love. John 3:16, for God so loved the world. Why did he give his only begotten son that whosoever might whosoever would believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life? Because he so loved the world, doesn't want anybody to perish. So everything God does is born out of love. Everything we do should be born out of love. If it is not born out of love, it's not acceptable to God who is love. Are you with me tonight? When you give money to people, let it not be because you want to have sex with them. Let it be because you genuinely love them. When you help somebody, when you give them a ride on the road, let it not be because you want to take advantage of them. Let it be because you just genuinely love another human being, even though you might not really know them. When you help people on your campus, somebody needs a pen or somebody is in distress and you, you stop to say, hey, what's the problem? Why are you crying on the road? And you offer help. You know, let it not be because you, you, you want to, you know, take advantage of the situation. Let it be because you love another human being because you know that God loved them so much. He gave his only begotten son. Love is the foundation. If you look at the nine fruit of the spirit or one fruit with the nine forms and the nine gifts of the spirit, the foundation for their operation is love. Why would God give you the word of wisdom to help someone else in their situation? Because of love. People get to situations where they are perplexed, they are confused, they don't know what to do. They don't know what next step to take in their lives and God will send you to them and give you a word of wisdom and you deliver it to them and boom, depression is gone. One moment and they come out and they are joyful and they have peace and they have appetite and they can sleep again. Why? because god loves them so he gives you the gift to minister to them why would god give you the gift of the gifts of healings or the working of miracles somebody's dying already the doctors have given up on them he gives you the working of miracles or the gift of faith or gift of healings because he loves them that's why he uses us to bless the world because he loves people are you with me tonight love somebody say love is the foundation Jesus said, the commandment of love is the first and greatest commandment. Matthew 22, that is 7 to 40. Quickly, Jesus made that statement. Love is not a suggestion, it's a commandment. Somebody say with me, love is not a suggestion, it's a commandment. Matthew 22, 37 to 40. Jesus said unto him, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. Yeah. This is the first and great commandment, love, the first and great commandment, love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and the second is like unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. If I love my neighbor as myself, will I take advantage of my neighbor? Let's begin to change, let's begin to repent. And this this affects affects all all of us. us. Let's begin begin to make necessary adjustments. adjustments. Don't Don't make life life difficult difficult for other other people. Don't Don't make life difficult for other people people. just because because you are at an advantage. You You are in a position where you have an advantage over them. Love your neighbor exactly the way you love yourself. See, this is the second. All right? Now, next verse. Next Next verse, please. please. The second second is like unto unto it. On these two two commandments, commandments hang all the law and the prophets. They can function without love. All the law and the prophets hang on the law of love. Love actually is the royal law of the kingdom. James 2 8 tells us that. James chapter 2 and verse 8 describes love as the royal law. The royal law. Can we have that on the screen? James 2.8, you have to be fast. If you fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, what is the royal law? Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Ye do well. When you love God and you love people, you do well. You do well and you continue to do well. Why would you do well? Because you love God and you love people. You can never crash. When it remains a little for you to be put to shame, God will raise help for you because you love God and you love people. Satan will come against you, but you will never be put to shame because you love God and you love people. You will never crash. You will never be stranded because it's the royal law of the kingdom, and we are royalty. Revelation five ten. Revelation one six. We are kings and priests, First Peter 2, 9. We are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. So this is our law. This is the law that should guide our life. When you are in love, you are untouchable for the enemy. Imagine a man covered in ogono soup. You know what ogono soup is? In some parts of the country, they call it draw soup, like okra. When you cover somebody in okra, no pepper, just okra. You pour it on them from the crown of their head to the soles of their feet. Can you hold them? Can you hold them? You cannot. If you try to hold them, their body will be slippery. You will fall down. When a Christian is walking in love, the devil cannot hold you. He has nowhere to hold. When he tries to touch you, he will fall down. But when you step out of love, it's like sticking your hands like this. Akimbo. Then you when can you give the enemy somewhere to hold. Hard. But as long as you're walking in love, you're like this. They can do anything, throw tantrums, throw weapons, but no weapon formed against shall prosper. Can I have an amen? Because you're walking in love. When you walk in love, you're walking in God and God is walking in you. Don't worry, baby. Let them keep talking about you. Let them keep maligning you, meeting against you, meeting behind you. Don't worry about that. Don't have a sleepless night. You keep walking in love and you see God fighting your battles for you. If you're a preacher, preach out of love. Love people. The reason you pray, you fast, you prepare, you go on a retreat, you read, you study, you meditate is because you want to bless the people, not to impress the people. When God sees that, it will give you more revelation. And guess what? Whether the people like it or not, because there are people you bless and they don't they just don't accept, they don't receive it, that's fine, but you will have one or two testimonies. And so if those ones who don't like what you're saying, who don't care about you, begin to talk about you, don't worry about that, you don't need to worry yourself, whether you get to hear or not. You, you don't even need to hear because when you hear, it disturbs you. You keep... Dishing out love. And God and will keep taking care, care of you. you, He will keep He'll taking care, care of your business. Love God is the royal God. law. No the wonder, wonder the, fruit the fruit of the, of the Spirit, Spirit is love. Paul the apostle Paul prayed for the believers, believers at, at Ephesus. Ephesus. Ephesians 3 17 to 19. Quickly, Quickly. let's see the, the prayer, prayer of Paul. Paul. And this and should this be our it should be part of your daily prayer. prayer when you when pray, pray in the morning. In the morning. It said that that Christ Christ may dwell in your heart heart by by faith. Who is Christ? The anointed one and his anointing. So let's read it. Let's pray it this way. Personalize it. That the anointed one and his anointing may dwell in my heart by faith. Now, you have the anointed one, and then you have his anointing. So anointing is flowing. How do you get yokes destroyed? Come on, talk to me, church. By the anointing, Isaiah ten twenty seven. So no yoke can be sustained in your life. Somebody told me about a particular yoke in her life. Every night she sleeps, she screams from the dream, screams out loud, and sometimes she hurts herself, and she wakes up in the morning with a swollen eye or some injury on her body, and it's been happening repeatedly. I ministered to her last week. She said it's, she's a whole lot better now i trust the holy spirit that would have perfected his work now that is not the love of god for you to go to bed in the night and be hurting yourself god wants you to go to bed and sleep like a baby amen and wake up like a giant in the morning so when we begin to pray this kind of prayer being conscious of the one on the inside the anointed one and his anointing is on the inside of me whatever yoke satan is trying to bring on me the anointing in me will destroy the yoke amen it won't break it It will destroy it. Can I have an amen to that? So let's, let's pray this way. That the anointed one and his anointing may dwell in my heart by faith. Come on now, church. You're praying this now. That the anointed one and his anointing may dwell in my heart by faith. That I, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breath, and length, and depth, and height. That's four dimensions. All the four dimensions. And to know the love of Christ. The word know is the word genasco, which is intimate knowledge. To have intimate knowledge of the love of the anointed one and his anointing dwelling in me. Woo! The one in me loves me, and may I know his love. That's what Paul is praying. That your lover is on the inside of you. Your hater is on the outside. Somebody hates you on the outside. But it doesn't matter who hates you on the outside because the one that loves you is on the inside. Glory be to God. You have got little children and have overcome them because greater is he that is on the inside of you than he that is in the world on the outside. Look, you cannot be defeated if you are strengthened from the inside. Our defeat comes when we are weak inside. The water around the ship does not sink a ship. It is the water that gets into the ship that sinks the ship. And to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that you might be filled, somebody said that I might be filled, with all the fullness of God. My God. When you are filled with all the fullness of God, you can imagine literally, you carry God even in your body. When you touch someone, it's like, like God, God touches, touches them. them, and you and lay hands on the sick. sick. He, doesn't he doesn't even say you shall, shall pray. He says, and they shall, shall lay hands on the sick, sick and they and shall recover. recover. Oh, yeah, there's the place for prayer. But it because says in it Mark sixteen seventeen, says, and, and they shall, shall lay hands hand on the sick, and they shall recover. recover. You know why? Because you why? your hands have become the hands of God. God has taken over you. You enter into a room, and the atmosphere changes because you carry the presence of God. Are you with me tonight? It all happens on the platform of love paul was praying that for the church at ephesus he said that you may be rooted and grounded in love love is the greatest that you may be rooted and grounded in love having an intimate knowledge of the breadth and length and depth and height of god's love for you enables you to love others with his love so if you are rooted and grounded in his love You'll be be quick quick to forgive forgive and slow slow to take offense. offense. That's one of the things that that will begin begin to happen happen in your life. You'll be be quick quick to forgive people and slow to take offense. offense. Some of us are are very quick to take take offense offense and and slow slow to forgive, forgive. if we we forgive at all. all. But look, as you begin to pray this prayer over yourself, that I'm rooted and grounded in love. I'm rooted and grounded in love. I am rooted and grounded in love. You'll begin to find that. (laughs) forget about it they will bring an issue to you and say ah do you know what this person said about you you say, forget about it let's move on no you need to know look he even wrote an article about you please can you leave that can we move on glory to god because nobody attacks a fruitless tree they are attacking me because i carry fruit i bear fruit amen have you ever seen anybody attacking a fruitless tree before there's no fruit on the tree only leaves Do you pluck leaves to eat? The reason they attack you is because you carry carry fruit. Have you ever seen armed robbers rob an empty warehouse? They know it is empty. And then they go all night, risk their lives, risk being arrested by the police to rob an empty warehouse. No. Nobody robs an empty warehouse. The reason they rob a warehouse is because there is something precious to be stolen on the inside. The reason Satan attacks you is because there is something precious that you carry. And he wants to steal that from you. Like the word I'm preaching tonight. The Bible says Satan cometh immediately to steal the word. He doesn't want the word to take root in you. So that the word can grow and bear fruit. But hey, it's too late. Can I have an amen? Amen. It is essential for your success. Listen. And victory. This is an important point I'm making here. And if this is all I can make before my time is up. It will be fine, but please listen and get it. It is essential for your success and victory as a believer that you walk in this God kind of love as Jesus commanded us in John thirteen thirty four. Can we have that on the screen? John thirteen thirty four. Jesus commanded us, and I'll tell you why. I mean, is there anybody here that would like to be successful in life? Only one person? Okay. How many would like, would to, like walk to walk in victory? victory? Okay, put down your hands. Is anybody going through anything right now that is so serious and you just need God, you need. You want victory over that situation? Can I see one person, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. Okay, really? So I agree with all of you in the name of Jesus, you have the victory. Amen? Now, one thing is essential. Apart from me agreeing with you and praying for you. Walking in the God kind of love is essential to your victory and to your success. Look at this. A new commandment I give unto you. A new commandment. What is the new commandment? That you love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. It is not a suggestion. It is not a piece of advice. It is a commandment. It is a new commandment. Jesus said, this is my commandment to you. Love one another. An integral part of love is forgiveness. There are people that claim they love, but they can't forgive. Or some claim they forgive, but they don't forget. If you are going to be victorious in life, if you are going to be successful, you better learn to walk in this God kind of love. Why is that important? One, it makes you one with God, and this blows my mind every time I think about it. Love, walking in love, makes you one with God. Makes you one with God. First John chapter 4, 16 to 18. Quickly, let's read that. First John chapter 4, 16 to 18. Let me read my Bible. First John chapter 4, from verse 16 all the way to 18. Uh, How does love make you one with God? One with God. Um, And we have known and believed the love that God had to us. One of the areas where we have an issue is believing the love of God. Especially when we're going through hard times. Because Satan will keep feeding it into your mind, where is God in all of this? Where is the love of God? You can't sleep. You can't eat. Nobody likes you. Nobody's calling you. Nobody's texting you. You are going through stuff all by yourself. You are doing life all by yourself. Where is God in all of this? Satan never stops to attack our minds in an attempt to get us to doubt the love of God. I don't care how spiritual you become. It will keep coming after you to get you to doubt that God loves you. But you have to make up your mind That you are rooted and grounded in the love of God. You know that God loves you and nothing changes. Whether the times are good or not, God loves me unconditionally and nothing changes that. Nothing I experience on the outside can make me doubt the love of God for me. So, Mr. Satan, Mr. Defeated Devil, pack your bags and get out of my room in the name of Jesus. It will amaze you how quickly you snap out of that condition. We have known and have believed. I believe it. I know it. That God loves me. Make this your daily confession. I believe it and I know it that God loves me. Hey, what about the sickness in your body? I believe it and I know it that God loves me. How about the bills you have to pay? I believe it and I know it that God loves me. How about that thing that has been delayed? I believe it and I know it that God loves me. God is working it out for me and is working it to His own timing and is making it, making everything perfect for me. Makes all things beautiful in His own time. Glory be to God i said glory be to god oh how about the extra how about how about because you failed how about how about the carryover i believe it and i know it that god loves me that doesn't define my life it's only a bend is not the end can i have an amen to that so i'm not going to go ahead and commit suicide and drink hypo because i failed the course you know the devil can just make something silly and make you think your whole life depends on one single course how about people that didn't go to university at all? Don't they have a life? Bill Gates never attended university. Do you know how many graduates are on his payroll? Do you know how many professors are just lean to be employed by him? And it's one man. Not even sure he's born again. You were born again, you have the spirit of God. You must know and believe the love that God has for you. How about the cash crunch? You don't have money. I know it believe that God loves me and I will never be stranded (laughs) glory be to God I said glory be to God God's children are never put to shame oh no never never put to shame God spoke to me in Isaiah 54 and verse 4 as I took a trip to Undo State last week and he said fear not for you will not be ashamed Neither be thou confounded, for you will not be put to shame. God said it twice in one verse. Fear not. Tell your neighbor, fear not. For you will not be ashamed. Neither be thou confounded. For you shall not be put to shame. And you will forget the shame of your past. And you will never remember the reproach of any negative experience you've been through anymore. That's the way I read that verse. That verse says you will forget the shame of your youth, but I'm still a youth. And it says you shall not remember the reproach of your widowhood anymore. I'm not a widow. And I can not be. So I put widowhood for every negative experience I've been through. So I read it this way. I will forget the shame of my past. And I will never remember the reproach of any negative experience I've been through anymore. Oh, the next verse is so amazing. It said, For thine maker is thine husband, the Lord of hosts is his name. The God of the whole earth shall he be called. Somebody is threatening you. He says his name is landlord. You have only one plot. You built a house on a plot and you are threatening me. My father is the owner of the whole universe. The God of the whole earth shall he be called. That's my (laughs) daddy. Landlord. You're broke. Don't mess with the child of the most high God. Go back to 1 John 4, 16. And we have known, Tosin, you need to know this, and believed, you need to believe it, the love, and Tosin, you need to know and to believe it, the love that God had to us. Now, it goes ahead to say God is love. It doesn't say God has love, is love. God is love. Listen, church. Anywhere you see God in the Bible, you can put love there. And anywhere you see love, you can put God there. Amen? Now, God is love. Hold on. Go back to John 3.16. Leave it on the screen. Go back to John 3.16 in your memory. In your memory, John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world. Now, remove God and put love there. Let's read it together for love so loved the world that is the nature of God when they say God loves they are actually saying love loves for God so himself the world he so poured himself into me when I was a sinner bad boy when I was an enemy of God Christ died for me how much more now And is harassing your mind you're going to be put to shame you're going to be... he does that to every one of us but you need to remind yourself hey mr devil get out of here when i was an enemy christ died for me how much more now i'm in covenant i'm in a covenant relationship with him And we have known and believed the love that God has through us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. Love unites you with God and makes you one with God. You are intertwined with God. It makes you one entity. Read that yourself. He that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. He that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God. Because God is love. So, you want to dwell in God? Just dwell in love. You're already in God. You want God to be in you? Just continue to walk in love. As you walk in love, love is walking in you. And that is God walking in you. So when you're walking on the street, they say that's love walking down the street. That's God walking down the street. street." Love makes you one with God. Tell me that soul, that enemy that can overcome God. This revelation God gave me some five, six years ago. And that was why the theme of our homologio that year, which is now ablaze, was titled Unstoppable. It was based on this revelation. Now, God is moving. Tell me one man that can stop God. No, God, stay right there. You can't move beyond that point. Show me the powerful devil. No matter how devilish the devil is, that can, can stop, stop God. God. You know, sometimes in our little mind, we equate, we equate the devil and God. God. We, put, we place them on the same scale. Like God is on the right, the devil is on the left. They are equally powerful. <laughs> no, God created Lucifer, who became devil. God created him. God can destroy him. It doesn't cost him anything. That's it. With the breath of his nostrils. How then... Can God open a door in your life? And the devil will be so powerful to shut a door that God opened. This teaching calls for thinking, calls for meditation. The reason you and I have problems and issues sometimes is because we sit down and meditate too long on what the devil is telling us. The devil is a liar, and the father of it, John 8, John 10, 10. If you allow him 24-7, it will feed your mind with lies. Man, he's done that to me. Our men have suffered from that guy. He still comes around to do it once in a while, but I'm also getting better and wiser. That if I begin to consider what the devil is telling me, I'm going to allow him to kill me. But if I refuse to buy the lie he's trying to sell to me, then I can exercise and walk my faith and destroy him. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, 1 John 5, 4. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. But it will surprise you that even your faith will not work without love. Galatians 5.6. Can I have, Can an, have amen an amen to that? to that? That's why love is the greatest. Even faith depends on love to work. Like your car depends on gas to work. Unless it's Tesla. If it's Tesla, it depends on power. Some kind of power. So maybe solar power. Maybe electric power. You need to charge it. Every automobile depends on some kind of power. Your mobile phone depends on your battery. Your battery is flat, you can't make calls, you can't receive calls. That's why you carry your charger or your connector around to keep it up and running. Love is the driving force that keeps us going. Keep loving God. The journey is rough. Keep loving God. Keep loving people. Don't stop coming to church. Don't stop evangelizing. Don't stop telling people about God. Don't stop praying. Don't stop fellowshipping with God. They say, hey, you don't have results. The devil is telling you, you don't have results. Keep doing what is right. Love never fails. 1 Corinthians 13 and verse 18. Because God, your God, my God, can never, ever fail. Who will mark the script of God and say, God failed? Show me the lecturer. Show me the professor who marks God's script. And since God filled that course, if it's never filled before, it's not going to start filling now. If he's never filled anybody, it's not going to start with you. Are you with me tonight? Are you with me tonight? Does that bless somebody tonight? I'm wrapping this up. We know and we believe the love that God had to us. God is love and it that dwelleth in love, dwelleth in God and God in him. Go to verse 17 now. Herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. We're going to have boldness in the day of judgment. Why? Because as he is, so are we in this world. As he is, not so are we going to be. So are we right now in this world. What is that? The love nature of God is on the inside of us so every believer can love. Don't tell me, I can't love her. No, you can say I won't love her out of your choice, but you can love her. You're not too heavy. Tell your your partner tonight, your brother, your sister, tell them you're not too heavy. You can be carried. Tell them I can carry you. Now, don't mean you carry them physically. Glory be to God. (laughs) The last verse there, the last verse we are reading, verse 18. Verse 18. Oh, Lord have mercy. This is where I'm going to stop. There is no fear. There is, there is, there is, there is, make it louder, There there is, there is, No fear, zero fear in love. My God. But perfect, mature or maturing love, because we are different levels of maturity, casts out fear. So even if fear tiptoes into your heart, sneaks into your room, and it meets maturing love the love that meditates on the word of God the love that says I have known and I believe that God loves me no matter the circumstance that love drives out the fear wrong address oops out of here now does fear come to all of us yes the fear of tomorrow fear of the unknown fear of failure fear of this Fear of that, as it comes, and it meets maturing love on the inside of your spirit, that love on the inside of you is your bodyguard, and it drives out that fear. You know why? Because fear has tormented. I don't know if you have ever known torment. If you have never known it, may you never know it. I have known it. I know what it means to be tormented. And And I tell tell you, you, the tormentor tormentor is not the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Satan Satan is the tormentor. Is the administrator administrator of fear. Fear 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 has torment. torment. When When you're you're in fear, fear, people may not know. know. But you You have have no peace of of mind. mind. Your joy Joy is on on zero zero level. level. You You lose your appetite. You lose 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 your sleep. sleep. You lose weight, you lose the zeal to continue to live life, and when people fall into what they call depression, the next thing they are thinking about is to have rest. And how do they think they're going to have rest? By killing themselves. A young man told his family and friends, I'm tired, I want peace, I just want rest, I I want peace. He called me on the phone, didn't tell me what the problem was, said he wanted to see me, it was a Thursday, we we're going to have Bible study, I said see me on Monday, my office at 12 noon. He didn't wait till Monday. Committed suicide on Saturday. His cousin came and told me, I said what happened to him? He had been out of fellowship with the church, out of fellowship, with did everything. He we went back to Islam. And they said, and he said they, married they married this, this girl, girl who actually gave him the condition, the condition that, that if you're going to be a Christian, I will not marry, marry you, so you're you going to be a Muslim, Muslim, and then I'll, I'll marry you. And, and so he converted back, back, back to Islam because of a girl. Of a girl. And, and I learned maybe the girl started cheating on him, stuff like that. And he thought, okay, he had lost everything because of this one girl, and this one girl now is cheating on him. And he... he He did hang himself on the ceiling fan. The neighbors found out like the third day when the stench from his room filled the house. And they found when the police came, he had left a note. Amen. That somebody walks away from you. Is that why you should go get hypo and kill yourself? Like that's the last of your life. Your life. Your precious life. How much? What, what kind of love do they carry? Oh, that's the most beautiful girl. The most beautiful. You haven't seen the most beautiful. She might be the most beautiful in UI. She's not the most beautiful in Ibadan. In fact, it will shock you. She's not the most beautiful in Igbowo across UI. if somebody wrote a book said the beautiful ones are not yet born why you want not kill yourself because of a girl and some girls some ladies say that guy oh he's my all in know and my boyfriend is my everything he's my life he's my life he's my life my life your life what happens if he walks away your life has walked away You see these things happening. There was a hundred-level girl in UI years ago that drank Hypo because of a breakup. You see people who constantly live in fear who have not known the love of God. When you know the love of God, ah. somebody walks away from you, you call them back, excuse me. You dip your hand in your pocket, give them tea fair, say, travel very far. Stand, Stand on your feet everybody We are completing him Amen I'm looking for anybody to complete you You are complete in Christ You're Complete in Christ Don't let, And ladies listen Don't let anybody body shame you You are too big, you are too slim You are too short, you are too tall No, you are, you are made in the image And the likeness of God The apple of his eyes The epitome of his creation, of his beauty Glory be to God Wonderfully and fearfully made. You have the exact stature you need to. Fulfill.